0: Who is your daddy, and what does he do? A big part of that is making sure you try to have time for, for each other, right? Because the last thing you want to do is, you know, be an amazing parent to your children, but then your wife hates you. You know, you've got to, you've still got to be a good... A Hello. Good par- <laughs> Get a bolt or something. You literally work in a builder's merchant. I know, but I know how shitty those bolts are. What's she going to do? Kick the door through? She would. she would. She would. they very determined to interrupt you.
1: <laughs>
0: Be kind. I think if you're, if you're kind to your kids, I think that's probably half the battle, right? Because... If a kid gets brought up and they've just got kind parents and they turn out to be evil, then every now and then you just get an IV, right? Paul, it just happens.
1: <laughs> did any Did anyone watch that um, that baby thing, essay on Channel Four when they were operating <laughs> on tiny babies and stuff?
0: Because. I watched blowing? it last week, and it shit me up.
1: Well, yes, I yes, I can understand why, but it blew my mind.
0: Have you heard of this, Paul? No, I haven't. I haven't it's seen called it. the, the baby surgeon. Mm-hmm. It's like the, the probably the best way I could describe it. Um, and I haven't seen it, but I've seen clips of it. Um, and I watched Gogglebox watching it. Um, I did as well. You know um, that dog hospital show that's on St. Like Fitzgerald this guy's basically like a wizard with with animal surgery this is what this if you haven't watched that i'm describing it really badly but this is what it's like like this dude is like just a wizard with like he, he does operations on babies inside the womb and stuff it's fucking mental yeah i'm just having a looking on um the channel 4 website now it's
1: absolutely mind-blowing
0: the re- the reason why i didn't want to watch it is because the first episode which leah watched last week they were like showing dead babies man oh, that's pretty i don't know pretty rough pretty rough like it, it's amazing it's amazing but like, like like what did he have to do um the one they would watch it on gogglebox that this, was
1: it. no it was this uh baby was born with a t- uh, was in the womb with a tumor and this guy said look i'm gonna have to operate on the baby while it's in the womb and I had to give the baby um anesthetic
2: yeah
1: and then I had to cut a hole in the womb and then shoot a laser into the womb and into the tumor, which was in the brain, and like, and the baby lived and it was born, and there was nothing wrong with it. And I was just thinking, "Fuck me, how do you even get to that?" Like, oh, I got an idea. Well, let's do this. It's mind blowing.
0: Yeah, but it sounds more crazy than you think. But lasers are often used to um, kill tumors because they break down the DNA. Um. Like, that's why, like, light is a really good effect, a treatment against um, growths of any kind. But it so it sounds really cool, like, oh, fucking out laser, but that's like quite common. But it's obviously crazy that they, they did this in a, in a, that's a in, baby. in the womb yeah. still. Yeah, it's absolutely <laughs> mad. It was incredible, absolutely <laughs> incredible. But I would watch it. But Leo, when Leah said there's dead babies, I was like, uh, like, and they proper showed like the dead babies. Like, it's a bit grim now. Oh, you understand going to stand out. You're being a bit like, yeah, so yeah, I gotta fuck. It. I gotta. I gonna have a baby
2: in like not long. you know. I... Oh, yeah, I was just gonna say, there's a guy I used to work with when I was in Cardiff Uni that did. uh He had to a... He used like fetal brains in his research. It's pretty, uh, pretty grim.
0: Wow, like he so he had to you know, like he had to like do uh, biopsies and shit on. Well, brains. he you
2: know he used the like basically it, people who lost their baby if they like agreed. He like used the, the kind of brain samples for his for yeah, his, yeah, for his research, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So he had them in the just in the in the freezer in work. It's That's weird. Wild, it?
0: That's absolutely world We're gonna see in his house. <laughs> what you want to see, love? Uh, pizza? No. <laughs> he wasn't studying, Paul just knew him.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Hangs around bus stops with a big coat.
0: you... <laughs> how are you, twenty eight? How are you, Paul? Like me and Matt did a bit of a catch up then, since. uh But how how are you? I was the life because we haven't we haven't we haven't done one of these in a couple of weeks.
2: So um yeah, no, it's been a while, hasn't
0: it? I was was the kids been treating you.
2: Good, yeah, mostly mostly all right. Nothing out of the ordinary. Uh no shit, been. No shitting in the woods
0: this time. <laughs> no, no,
2: oh, I don't think there's. I th- I think we've been pretty much incident free, to be honest. Oh.
0: Well, that sounds it's, uh... good. But it's not great for a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> How's your house? Great for you. How's your
2: living room? It's 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 pretty much done now. The, the builder seems to have uh, disappeared. It just needs to render it, finish rendering inside the fireplace, and stick the mantle on.
0: But, Smart uh... mate. Nice flooring. What's it? What's that flooring called? Herringbone,
2: is it? Uh, yeah smart flooring
0: that's what it's yeah. Smart. Smart. Yeah. smart 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 <laughs> well, that's good man. that's good how um how was you then matt because you you had to do monday um super hungover after we, we went out for my birthday on sunday for the, we went to the pub for the first time in a year basically a year and a half um so how was monday that must have been just hell because you also you were alone right because nick had to leave the house so how did you how did you cope with that because
1: I coped by everything that I normally say no to Erin doing. I went just do it, just whatever. Dad, can I have crisps at ten o'clock? Like, yeah, yeah, chop, yeah, crack on, yeah, whatever. And just, just we just laid on the sofa in with a big massive blanket, and uh, we just watched all the stuff that she's not normally allowed to watch. Like, we just watched loads of really bad films for kids.
0: <laughs> Sounds like a good day, to be honest. It was.
1: It was amazing. We watched some really cool stuff. But,
2: you know. What else are you going to do on a rainy bank holiday anyway?
1: Yeah, we watched Rogue One. You know, we watched a bit of Star Wars. We watched a bit of Jurassic Park. Um, Well, Leah and I,
0: mate, we're 34. 30- five weeks now. Jesus Christ. And, I, and Leah told me the other day, do you know officially 37 weeks is full term? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's in two weeks' time. Yeah, man. And I was talking in work today about when being off. I was in a meeting. I'm off for the rest of this week because I, I booked it off because I'm going to Tembi on on Thursday for my birthday. And um, and for those who don't know the Tem who, what Tembi is, um we we'll listen to this podcast. It's basically a the seaside town in Wales. The Welsh a, Riviera. The Welsh Riviera. That's <laughs> one way to put it, yeah. Um and he, he mentioned, he said, oh you know, you might want to pack a bag. I said, oh yeah, Leah's so Leah's packed a bag, like a hospital bag, and while well, we're away just in case, right? And he said, Oh, because my son was five weeks early, which would be where we are now, right? So um that's imagine so who knows? It could be Thursday night doing 120 miles an hour down down the uh M- what road. It is the M four, M four back back to uh what a Bridgend. Um, <laughs> your kid born in Bridgend, man. That's where we, that's where they getting born. Oh. Bridgend. It's a long story, but basically the one nearest us, which is um where Leah works, uh, Royal Glam, they don't have, uh, it's only uh, midwife led, so they can't give you an epidural if you want it. So it's a weird one. Like the setup is really nice. I've got this new birthing center. You literally have like double beds and stuff. It's like super swanky. You have your own room, but but Leah doesn't want to do it because because you can't have an epidural. Um, and you can't have, you can't even have like whatever the strongest painkillers are. Um, so then, the other two options are Mirtha or Bridgend. and I can't remember why, but she ends up cho- choosing Bridgend after. So, there's a table mate. Yeah, the that, that I don't know. It's just <laughs> it's like it's like if there is an emergency, it's like thirty minutes away. Like I, I don't like it's it's I don't get involved. Um, so the baby right now is the size of a lion cub. We've graduated from from fruit it's a fucking lion cub, mate
1: you go from fruit to mammals in like a flick of a flick
0: like in a flick of a flick yeah, yeah it's just it, this is not fucking, fucking big though it's not disney it's, well it's well, it's, wow.
1: it's a lion club. how big's a lion cub? big
0: 12 foot big. shouldn't be in, well <laughs> <laughs> 12 foot no, no. Size, of the size of a house cat i guess i don't know I don't know, maybe bigger than a house cat. It's the size so it is the size of a honeydew melon. That's the size of it. No, I get it. Ah, oh, right. I get it. It's uh it's one, it's anywhere from two kilograms to two and a half kilograms, basically. An right. adult head. An adult <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um Leah's really fed up. I don't know, like when did when did your each other's wives did just get fed up of it? When I met her. <laughs>
2: Uh, it's probably starts start about now, I guess. Yeah, in the kind of final, final few weeks, really. So,
0: like the whole like magic of it all is just worn off for her. Like she's the baby's kicking loads and moving loads, so she's not really sleeping. It's you not know, state of been? just get it out of me, get it yeah, out her now. Backs hurting, yeah, and stuff. And like the other day, she literally fell over. Right, um, like she's just like so we were we were out it wasn't really a bad fall we were out shopping and she was like she's like kept losing her balance and then as we went as we walk, went home we went in through the back way and she like with the french doors are, she just tripped over like the bottom of the french door um but it, it was like it was like a, just a balance off a little bit but um yeah she's just she's just fed up and wants the baby out um but hopefully it doesn't come out this week because that that would uh ruin tembi and um would just be a nightmare. Imagine that. Imagine that. Imagine you'd hate her forever. I'll <laughs> <laughs> be less. I'm less concerned about <laughs> ruining Tembi. Genuinely, just like that would just be a disaster. Imagine being like a hundred miles away from the hotel you need the hotel the um the hospital you need to be at to give birth. Like a hundred miles is a, is a long way. Yeah,
1: I'd be fine.
0: Have it in the sea.
1: Come on, left. Don't watch us.
0: Watch your steps. Easy, yeah. But um, but yeah, what what I wanted to go in over in today's podcast. Um, so I've be reading more of this Commando Dad book, which which we talked about last podcast. Um, by Neil Sinclair. That books us like a a hand like a a military manual to bringing up babies. And um, something it talks about in the book is about kind of like keeping morale up like trying to keep a, a happy house and you and your wife happy and your kids happy and stuff like that um which i think is super important we've talked about this before how tough it was at the beginning uh like were you paul and you matt you know like with baby crying and not getting much sleep and, and how tough it can be on, on your mental health so there's there's like advice and guidance on what you can do to improve morale and and kind of just stay stay happy but it, before I go into that, I wanted to like ask you two. Like, was there anything you've done? And I'll go to you first, Paul, and then you, Matt, because Matt, you're doing this now with with, with Phoebe, so it will probably be a bit more um easy to recall. Like, Paul, whatever did do you did you ever do, or do you do it now? Like, if the kids are stressed or the wife is stressed or you're stressed, like, are there any things you do to try and lift people's spirits, or? when you were really stressed maybe maybe when dylan was crying his eyeballs out all the time you couldn't sleep like did you do anything to try and avoid just the same thing over and over every day did you have any go-to things you would do not that i really remember with dylan to be honest i don't know Uh... because think so for example things would be um you know mixing things up maybe go to the park or maybe put on a, something they like watching or um, get them to, I don't know, bake a cake or something, just things like that. Like when, when your kids are screaming or really getting getting on your nerves or, or when you, you and your wife are kind of at, at each other's throats. Um, was there anything that you that you would do? You know, it might not be, right? This, this is one of the, the things I think is good about this advice. And I'll, I'll get into the moment, like when – he goes over some of the stuff that he suggests. It's it's probably more often than not, m- most people don't don't do this type of stuff, um, because it's just it's it's easy just to feel like there's nothing you can do. But yeah, is there nothing that comes to mind?
2: Yeah, well, I guess it sort of kind of depend on the on the, the time of day. My usual sort of go to, I guess, is just to get outside. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a, just that's a, just a that example, yeah, yeah. just outdoors, even if it's just like a walk kind of just sort of locally around here, down, down pond lake kind of thing. Not far from me. So yeah, just kind of go down there and walk around that and back. So like 15, 20 minutes. But uh yeah, just guess so I usually what I find if, if the if like now, even when they're when they're older, if if we're if we've been inside too long, they will start playing up just because 'cause they're I, I I guess they're just kind of uh, fed up of being being inside usually mm. it's just to kind of get them outside and then they they calm down and sometimes <clears throat> something like dylan is is he's a lazy little shit. so he would be like i'm not going outside i don't want to go outside i don't want to go anywhere <laughs> and he moan about it and moan about it and moan about it and within like 30 seconds of being outside he's like really happy and talking about what birds he can hear or what animals he wants to see and like pretend that he's catching Pokemon or something. Yeah, It just like it, like flicks changes so quick. So that's, yeah, that's
0: but, mad. That is. I wonder why he's like against it then to begin with. Because he's lazy. <laughs> She's like me. If I have to do that, I
2: got to put my shoes on. <laughs> that's a lot of effort. <laughs>
0: shoot, It is out oh, Put shoes on. My oh,
2: no, he can do his. He could. do his laces now. He's. He's. Uh, he's thrilled with himself. So,
0: get him to do your shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, practice, right? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you getting kids to tie your laces up? <laughs> so Matt, what about you then? Because I think um, obviously you've got um, Phoebe now, right? So I don't know if there's anything. Maybe she's too young to think about this, but maybe even with. Um, with Aaron, because both of you, you know, particularly over the last 12 months, you've been at home a lot, right, because of COVID and stuff like that. There must have been loads of moments where there's just like a funk in the house, right? Like the kids are fucking pissed off and bored. And you know, you're just like, Oh, my God, like, is were there any, like, almost like pause, right, going outside quick, quick trip to the park? Is there any go tos for you? Um,
1: because I'm such a breeze and a lovely guy to live with, right? And there's no qualms or quarrels with me, I love. Um, it's, it is, it, it's been like, it was a lot easier with Erin because we could just go out places and, you know, when she was little and it was a bit too much and stuff, it was a lot easier just to go, oh, let's go to the beach or let's go here and lockdown as proper tested, my resolve as well as you know the wife's resolve like when we were first in the lockdown and stuff I was well we were all climbing the walls and I did a treasure hunt in the garden and just made it as weird as possible and I hid all of Erin's toys in the garden and in my shed and I wrote little riddles and which lasted like an hour and she loved it and yeah and I we try and get out, like I work like five, six days a week and Nick is great, just takes Phoebe out for a walk and it. I think it's a lot easier because we got a dog because that dog gives that emphasis on like, let's go outside. You know, the dog's got to be walked and whatever. But it's, like Paul said, as soon as you get them outside, they're like different kids and like Erin is an outside kid. Like she's nature climbing trees and wants to go to the park but definitely during the first lockdown it was so fucking hard because we couldn't go anywhere it was literally oh let's go to the park again oh. it was hard when you had really hard when you couldn't go yeah
2: you know further than where you, you know like a 20-minute walk around your house basically yeah i guess that, that really kind of uh <clears throat> shows the sort of i don't know it really like if you don't live somewhere that has
1: like decent kind of access to good parks or nature then yeah because we're lucky because i live right next to the woods and uh yeah so but going there every day for like three months is like
0: we're uh, <laughs> 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 trying to uh. name every tree
1: yeah it was, it was every tree. but like a lot of people in the area obviously were in the same idea i don't know if people did it by you but they'd paint rocks and yeah. you'd, you'd find them take a photo put it on the community page or whatever and so we we did that and that was fun for like a day and you know but it's yeah man it was uh yeah Nick did it every day while i was in work
0: <laughs> It's oh. a tough one, right? But you kind of you 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 really do realize how hard life is when the kids are not in school, because um, you need to, yeah you need to think of something different every day, right? Like Jesus Christ. We just, we kind, kind of did like we w- can do.
1: we kind of because it was it was Easter as well at the first lockdown. Erin and Erin was four. Nick was heavily pregnant. And, like, we had, because we were going fucking crazy, we kind of set out different things to do every day, like, oh, today we're going to do this, the next day we're going to do, like, try and structure something, even though he was in the house. Or my neighbor's next door going, he's gone out for his fifth walk today. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, yeah, with, and then Phoebe was born, and it was, like, Nick and Phoebe in the house. I got to do something with Erin because Erin was um, off school and stuff. And it was kind of, I know what I can do. I can teach her how to play video games. And (laughs) that's worked.
0: Yeah. I saw her the other day on Instagram. She was just, um, what? It was like a fighting game. She was playing Killer Instinct. (laughs) Yeah. And I was watching it thinking, I'm sure that whatever the Peggy is on that game. It's an 18. It's an 18. Yeah. it's Very violent.
2: Did this Dylan won't even entertain trying a game like that.
1: Erin loved it because she was like, I wanna go the princess. It wasn't a princess, it was this woman in a BDSM costume. <laughs> I
0: don't know what's good. I and know know then she the was situation here. I don't know, was doing the right thing here out you two.
1: Mate, she loved it. She just knew that she had to beat up a wolf. And she Yeah. But it it helps with the like motor skills and like which is what I'm yeah, telling myself. it does. Right? It does. It does. So it helps. It's undeniable. Yeah. It does. Yeah, like, like too coordination.
0: Much too much of a- Too much of anything is a bad thing, right? But you know, bloody hell, this this hand-eye coordination and video games are like you have to have a good hand-eye coordination. Right? She was it's doing, doing
1: really, really well on it. Like she button bash the shit out of it. But she was like, <laughs> you know, she knew how to move back and move forward and stuff like that. But it was one of those like proper dad moments where you go in, give it to me, and I'll win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Was there? Has there ever been? Was there any other any moments for both of you during lockdown where you just didn't leave the house? Right, and um, maybe I'll ask. Maybe you go with you, Matt, because something literally Leah said to me that said this to me the other day. She said, "When the baby's here." she asked me to make sure that we make an effort every day to get out of the house because I do that, right? I take the dog for a walk so that I get a perfect reason why I'm, I'm like, I'll go in the garage, I'll, I'll do a workout, whatever. Right. So, so there's, there's a couple of things every day that that get me out of the house, but for Leah easily, she could just stay in the house every day because there's nothing, there's nothing she needs to get out of the house for. And it's really, that's a really dangerous habit to get into because her, one of her friends has recently given birth. And like she's already like struggling, and this was only like a, only a few a few weeks ago, um, because it's the same thing every day, you know. And they're not getting out of the house, and their partner works a lot, right? Same, same, like you, um, Matt, like working six days a week situation, and it's so easy um, to to just not leave the house. But I I think, and you guys, by the sounds of it, have seen the benefit of it, like almost just forcing yourself to get out of the house and, and even if it's walking for 15 minutes, like to help improve people's mood. Yes. But do, do you think it actually does help? Yeah, like even like we found
1: because we decided like less. this is a perfect opportunity to do a bit in the garden even if it was just painting the fence and like me and Erin painted the fence like that was like day one, right? let's paint the fence we painted the fence and even if it was just out in the garden or you know we just went i think having that like a focus even if it's just to the shop especially during lockdown or you know everything's getting a bit more relaxed now even if you say you know you you, you walk to her mother's or you know with the baby or you literally go round the block or something I think it's great, not just for exercise, it's great for your mental well-being as well, because you're outside instead of, because you get stuck in a rut. Because I found myself, because I was in work every single day, pretty much, and Nick was at home, I felt Nick just wanted to go out, but I just wanted to be at home.
0: Yeah.
1: And he was trying to find that.
2: I did exactly the same here, because obviously Cat was out working, and I was just like stuck in the house. And she come up and be like, oh, I can't, I can't really bother going anywhere, and I'm like, well, I, I need to go outside of the house. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we had to, had, to, had the same thing. Um, but no, I think it's massive, massively important. I think I think it really it really helps. And one other thing as well, I'd say, um, Steve is maybe um, see if um, there are any mum and baby group things mm. around by you. Um, that I know they're kind of like opening up again now and like yeah. community centers opening up and things I know Kat, Kat really enjoyed going to those with with Dylan and made some like you know friends with with, with of you know with other mums with kids the same age um which I know she she found really useful
1: yeah.
0: definitely yeah it's something it's something Leah mentioned right because again it's just been lucky with timing like hopefully but by, by the time our daughter is like you know a few weeks old old enough to to, to to go to these type of classes um hopefully they'll be opening again right because yeah if you know if this was this time last year there's nothing like that which yeah. um which you could does it work though like if you think about um and for you guys right like household morale right like because you you know what it's like if you've had you, a know, vibe in there. When it, when there's tension in, in the house, you can feel it, right? When you know someone, oh, yeah. you know, when you know someone as well as we know our partners, right? When there's a bit of tension in the house, it's palpable. It's not, it you, it, it just doesn't feel right. Does, mm. does doing these things, do, does, does doing these things going out in the house? Do they do you feel they do make a difference? Like, like Paul, did you find like, like Dylan for example? Say Dylan was in a bit of a strop and he didn't want to go out and stuff like that. Like once you get him out, he does stuff. Does that? Does that kind of change their attitude for the rest of the day, and including yours and your, your and your wife's? Like, do, do you? Does it, it? Is it worth it?
2: Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's always always good as well because you can sort of tire them out a bit too, which is mm. makes makes life much easier if they are uh, uh, you know if they use, like use up the energy. <laughs> um. And yeah, it's much, much easier to get them to do that being out, being outside. I mean, like d- during the lockdown, we walked a lot. I think the longest, I think that probably the longest walk we did, we walked from uh, our house to Roth Park and back. Wow. And I think I was like,
1: that's a oh, hell of a walk.
0: That's a bit of a walk. That's hell of a of a walk.
2: Hmm? I was like, yeah, th- 13, 14 kilometers. DL. So it's like uh yeah, you no, know, you do that, and then they're they're properly knackered by the time you get back, then and you then know, you're like you know,
0: that. <laughs> New York, yeah. One of the days I did 14 kilometers in New York, mate. So and that was a that was a fucking lot of walking. So <laughs> fair d'os, fair dudes. Yeah, I think look, I couldn't agree more, right? I think um because a lot like the advice it says in the book, so there's a few there's kind of um there's three main areas in in this chapter it's like what you can do to build good morale um what you can do when things get tough particularly with your kids and things um other people can do to help and we've we've touched like when i go through this list there's a few things we've touched on before but um it's quite interesting because if i you know, I again. I reflect on what the the very little I did to help to help you guys. Whenever I've been around you, when you had kids, I do feel bad. Some of the advice is suggest like I did fuck all. I just I just pretended that nothing was happening. It's like just don't get involved. But um, like when it says about building morale, like the first thing they mention is is keeping fit and healthy. Um, and I 100% think like I'm fairly active. Right, I exercise minimum um, four times a week and and it's fairly like intensive exercising and i honestly think the reason why i'm fairly like my stress levels are usually really low i don't stress out bomb much and i i can't i really think keep keeping that lifestyle is what helps um like if i go a week without doing exercise and stuff or for whatever reason i i can get more quickly stressed um and also just staying healthy like which is really hard. So these two things, keeping fit and keeping healthy, like eating good and stuff like that, like they become so much more difficult when you have children. Cause again, like I, we talked about this before when both of you, when you had newborns, you used to play football every week. Right. I used to think, Oh, I can't, I can't imagine. Like I used to be like, that's nuts. I they turn up to football every week, but it must have, it must have been really important for your, your mental health. Right. Definitely. Um, to do the exercise and not just getting out of the house and stuff, but you know, keeping helping you guys stay healthy. But the eating thing must be tough. Like we've talked about this before. It must be so hard to try to stick to healthy meals and stuff. And like you talked about this, Paul, like this was a big thing for you. Um but yeah, so these these are things that you've you you 2 have always um kind of tried to adhere to anyway. Another thing they mentioned is about sticking to a routine. So, this is something we've talked about before as well. Like, with, with, um, we talked about feeding routine, but also just in life, like, Matt, you said you've got your routine down now with Phoebe, right? You've got pretty good, good routine every day. So, what's, what is your routine at the moment, like day to day routine with, with Phoebe? And, and before you go over that, do you think, like, when you can stick to that routine, do you feel that Phoebe's more, calm and when the where if a, if the routine changes for whatever reason does that cause problems because i think you've mentioned that before right paul i think you said when when random things happen and takes it takes the children off um off the routine it just fucks everything up mm. grandparents okay so do you want to elaborate on that oh uh, did
1: erin would have the you know our perfect routine you know she'd eat certain times of the day she'd go to bed at certain times and blah 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 and i was nailed on she'd have one day with my mother and it'd be fucked because it'd be like nanas would be like yeah eat as much chocolate as you want or oh you i'm gonna go to bed yet or she's sending me videos or photos of oh she's in the garden having a bonfire at nine o'clock at night and it's like ah. Oh. And then she'll come home the next day and because she's so tired from all the bloody sugar and shit, she's a bastard to go to bed. So then the next day when she has school, it's like she doesn't want to get up. She's cranky. She's rude. And it's like, oh, Linda, I'm going to kill you. (laughs) But yeah, I think I think having a routine is the biggest. I think it's the biggest win that you can have because then it, it sets you in it gives you a responsibility right i've got to do that i've got to do that and then you work everything around that so then you then have a routine and you're organized around these certain times and stuff because like phoebe will um she'll have she'll get up she'll have um she's up between like six between I don't know, six yeah so like six and eight and wherever, and then she'll have her uh, porridge at between ten and at past, and then she'll have a nap straight after, and then she'll wake up and she'll have a bottle, and then afterwards, then she'll have this. So you have like set times and stuff, and then Nick and I take it in turns of one or bath or want to pull her up to bed and vice versa the next day and stuff. And yeah, it's that's working. Touch wood, it's working. That's good. So it's yeah, but you know things do throw spanners in the works, and you know which you know just love and you just got to manage Teeth. yeah like teething and stuff and i think the
2: uh, best there advice always say always be something that comes up where it's teething or they got a cold or yeah they, like as soon as you feel like you have something nailed they get a get get ill and it's all
1: fucked and you have to start again yes but my one advice is if something like that happens I know it's easier said than done. It's just don't stress about it, because if you they stress you out, oh, you you get stressed. You take your stress out on your partner, or your the other kids, or you kick the cat, or whatever. It's just like right. This is what it is. I'm gonna have to deal with it. So get on with it. And I, I know it sounds blunt, and but I think that's the only way to do it. In my opinion.
0: Yeah, something something. This book talks about a lot is like being kind to yourself and in your partner, right? Because um, actually, something I was going to mention. So we talked earlier on about kind of because this is what this guy describes as breaking state. So taking your kid out, um, or in, like doing something random, right? Like Matt, like doing that, um, like the uh, hunt, treasure hunt in the back garden. Um, it's something different uh, that can help improve morale right with you and your kids um did either of you do that for each other like for your partners like things like date nights things like little gifts like do you ever do anything like that paul any anything for you because that's a tough one right because it's hard and i know you know be honest right it's it's not about judging or anything but (laughs) sometimes you can you can be so caught up in what you need to do for your kids like it's it's easily done and dangerous to forget what you need to do for yourself so like you know make sure you still eat well make sure you you exercise make sure you stay healthy <clears throat> and a, a big part of that is making sure you tr- try to have time for for each other right because the last thing you want to do is you know be an amazing parent to your children but then your wife hates you you know you've got it you still got to be a good a hello good <laughs> So did, was there anything you, you've done like that? Um, like I use my... So my cousin Anthony, for example, when um, like he and his wife always like still like going on dates, like date nights and stuff like that, they still they drop the kids off and they make an effort. I, I remember talking to him about this before. I think it was at my wedding. He said, it's not easy, right? It's not easy. Like sometimes the last thing you want to do is drop the kid off, get dressed, make the reservation and go to the restaurant. But when you're there it's a nice it's nice time with each other like so did you do anything like that um
2: probably not in the kind of earlier days with dylan now we try to obviously it's a bit more kind of difficult over the last like year or whatever because yeah, you yeah. Can't, can't really, can't really get rid of them anywhere <laughs> to, yeah. to, to have that time um let them lose in the you know, woods <laughs> what we started started sort of doing was um trying to get to bed like earlier than normal on a on a saturday yeah. um and then like making a effort to like cu- like cook something nice together yeah. and like eat together and just have have a bit of time because usually we eat with obviously eat with the kids but we'd like eat a little bit later on a saturday and and, and no, go go um, go to a bit of like, extra effort and and spend a bit more money and have something like quite quite nice and like have dessert and things while the kids are in bed.
0: Proper dessert, not like uh, lollipops.
2: Yeah, no, like proper, yeah, yeah proper, de- proper Ices, desserts, not chocolate proper dessert, <laughs> proper dessert, and proper food. Like, you know, chicken nuggets <laughs> and beans, like like a you know a nice curry or a, I got. We we got um, uh, like a you know a T-bone steak from from the butchers and stuff you know they're good stuff stuff yeah. you don't, stuff you don't want to waste on the kids
0: <laughs> no no a waste, a waste of time <laughs> T-bone steak <laughs> that, T-bone steak is going to be wasted on children like you know um, no that's good that's that's kind of what I'm, what I'm, like, that's exactly what I'm talking about right it doesn't it can be anything right it doesn't have to be grand it just has to be like something which is um, making sure you continue to make an effort in your relationship when it is so easy to not to right and it's also not only is it so easy it's like perfectly like um expected you know people would say yeah like don't blame you it's not it's not a bad thing but I think long term like, you just gotta be really careful like what, what about you Matt because I know like particularly with Phoebe Matt it must be really like the amount you work um and the fact is COVID and stuff like that like it must be really tough for you, you and Nick to get some time together to do anything
1: it is, and yeah, when, during the first lockdown, like, we, we never had, obviously, children and stuff, and I was stressed to hell and back with work, because it was just chaos. But, like, when Erin was little, um, I don't know if it was kind of us being really nervous and scared that, you know, anyone could look after our, you know our daughter for just a couple of hours. I think the first... I think the first night out we had on our own, I think Arian was like eighteen months. And a long time. Yeah. And one, you know, it's not fair on you know, because I would only have my mother or Nick's mother just look after him and have a, you know, overnight so we could have a, a one night off. Um and I think we went for a, a lovely meal and then we were back home at ten o'clock because <laughs> we were fucking knackered. <laughs> yeah and like you know i was we were just looking forward right i'm gonna sleep i'm gonna sleep for eight hours and i'm gonna love it but it was yeah like we we haven't um i think we went on holiday when arian was two we went to new york for four days but that wasn't like a relaxing holiday that was you know four days of walking like you know walking everywhere and we were wrecked when we got back and then we had you know but we got to spend time together but i think now we're going away just me and nick are going away on my birthday no kids no oh, dogs thanks. nothing which i cannot wait i bet and yeah. um you know that's going to be the first time we've had no children in i think it'll be like three years that's amazing where are you going going to Port, Port Island in West Wales, uh, caravan for a couple of days. And there's like, no signal There's like, you know, but I think, think we got to forage our own food and shit. I don't fucking know. <laughs> but well, like, uh, I, I think, I think important as well is I think you personally have to have time for you as well. Cause you've got to have time for yourself. And like I yeah. I found it really difficult in during the first lockdown because I was literally in work managing people who depended on me, and then I'd come home and then I'd have people depending on me and I was going fucking crazy. So because Nick is a lot nicer than I am, um I would like turn the playstation on and she'd let me have like i'd have an hour on the playstation i'd be like oh it's amazing and it'd just be like simple things like like that or nick would go right i'm gonna do the shopping on my own you look after you have both the kids and everything and i'm just gonna go out or you know even if it's just our hour on your own as well as you know doing stuff as a couple i think is majorly important
2: Mm, or the time on your own like i loved loved going shopping in lockdown <laughs> my time out of the house. Literally, spend two hours in Tesco. because it would be dead. I'd be walking around, taking my time. It was amazing. I mean, at the beginning, I, I like, I can say this because Cat's just gone upstairs now. I was like, played up how, uh, like, how scary it was out there in the
1: beginning. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Cat Cat was nervous about going out. So I was like, "Yeah, oh, yeah, no, you don't want to. You don't want to go. I'll do it. I'll do it. It's fine. <laughs> There's zombies everywhere." Well, you know, we've got the, 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 you have to wear the, you know, everyone's wearing gloves at the beginning. Did That's you just, like, Did oh, you freak nice. out?
1: Like... Did you freak out when you went to the shop and you go shopping and you've been going there for weeks and all of a sudden they moved everything? And well, you I hate f- it when they do that. Any and you're type. like,
0: what the hell? <laughs> we, oh, we... Paul loved it because he could use it as an excuse to stay in the shop longer. <laughs> oh, they they, they moved, was it? Oh, they, they they moved the Brioche Buns. I had to spend 45 minutes looking for him. What a nightmare.
1: Did you get to know people that worked there? Hey, Josh. How was your mother? <laughs> Hi. Carl, oh, watch out for this guy. <laughs> no, I bet not you, you did. Oh. that's that's how you know when you're one of the faces (laughs) and (laughs) asters
0: it's it's good though like it's it's like that's the whole point the point is there's different things that you can do and there's not there's not going to be kind of any fast rules for anyone um another thing this another thing this book talks about is um it's about positive reinforcement which i think for me like i think is it makes sense to me so the only time I've in my life, well, I've, I'm doing it more in work these days, and what I've learned about it. But like, really, I'm I'm fairly like, like I only really understood positive reinforcement like seven or eight years ago. Like, like before that, I was pretty dense to it, to be honest. Like, you know, I thought like people do things, and when they do things right, they should be they should be told great job, you know, good. But like, not really over the top. And they do things bad, they should be told off, right? That's kind of what we, that's what happened in the '90s um but and i remember how again i'm using a dog as an example only example i got um i remember when i was younger like my parents did not use positive reinforcement with their dogs they used negative reinforcement when a dog did something wrong they were told off so when i with winston my dog everything i've done with him has always been positive reinforcement and it's and it's way better right way many times better like i have i have a dog that is so much happier and kinder my bond with that dog is so much greater because I don't do negative for reinforcement. If he does something wrong, unless it's really bad, like, you know, if he does something really bad, I will shout to him. It's like, Nick, uh, Matt, when you were on about that, um, uh, I saw Nick, cause it's on your bloody screen. When um, when that kid was jumping on those those things in work. Yeah, that's a time where you have to you have to grab your child because the risks are too great.
1: You right? needed to fuck him up. That's, that's, <laughs> if Erin Aaron, if Aaron did that, and Paul will probably say the same thing. If Dylan did that or Ivy, I would have battered them i would have given them the talking to their life them.
0: Yeah, but you wouldn't have battered them you would have talked to them but you wouldn't have I, would have, I would have. i would you have i would have, fucking have tanned shit his ass you have shit. You have anything. <laughs> <laughs> but, but so, so, so there's obviously there is obviously a, a point in which you have to have some negative reinforcements i'm not saying it's it, not i don't i'm not living in a fucking fantasy land but uh, but for me right when a situation is i f- i feel like it makes way more sense to try and encourage good behavior through through, through through positive reinforcement rather than only focusing on negative reinforcement and telling them off when they do bad things um and i think that's really important particularly for morale right because at the end of the day when someone's doing something wrong and they know they're doing something wrong telling them they've done something wrong isn't going to help them morale, right just going to make make things worse um so, yeah, and the last thing is about how to build morale is is use your support network, um, which definitely I think is something I'm going to lean on. So, like, I'm quite lucky. One of the reasons why, again, you know, post-COVID, which is great, like I'll be able to see family and stuff like that. But me and Leah really want to, like, once a month have our parents or family have, have our daughter and we'll have a date night, right, whether that's cooking food in the house because if we're too knackered to leave or whether that's going to a restaurant. I think trying to use your support network um, and also like us three, right? Even this is a support network. Talking about things okay. will help help my morale. Um, this is a couple of things that it mentioned that you should do when things get tough. So when when the kids are stressed or um, angry or things are not going well. And it'd be good. Um, it's really interesting what they suggest because, again, I think it's not really what i grew up doing entirely anyway with our parents so like the first thing is like to acknowledge your kids feelings and i think when we were younger in the late 90s early noughties like kind of acknowledging kids and their feelings probably wasn't a thing like you know um we've talked you've talked about this before paul how when you try to get your kids to do something or not do something it doesn't always work but you try to explain right rather than saying don't do this because because i'm i'm in charge and i know like if you you try you try to help them understand why they they should or shouldn't be doing something, um and this guy encourages you to acknowledge when your kids are upset is you know it might be a stupid reason they might be upset over you know losing sticky right you know and which is which is it is silly, but at the end of the day he was upset right Dylan was upset that he lost his stick and just kind of saying get up you know grow up and get over it is not going to help situation, um do you think that like in your life is that worked or because i don't know what works better it feels nicer acknowledging your kids feelings but maybe it is more effective just to tell your kids to, to shut up and get on with life right i don't know like what what have you experienced
2: <laughs> i suppose it's a bit of a mix between the, the two sometimes like it depends what they're uh it depends it depends what they're they're moaning about i guess <laughs> Like what? Just like on the in the on the way home from picking Dylan up earlier from from a childminder after school, he was whinging because he wanted to listen to his um, one of his audio books in the car on the way back. My cat was driving, so I was on a phone trying to get him, so because we we got audible and he yeah. needed to download a new book because he'd finished the one he was on. And um, Kat got a new phone earlier in the week and she hadn't, hadn't logged into Amazon on there yet. And she can't remember her password. She was telling me different ones. I was like, none of them were working. So I was like, sorry, didn't. we're going to be home in five minutes. I can't do this now. And then you started crying and whinging. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not wasting my time explaining why you can't cry and whinge there. I said, look, I can't log in to, into mum's account to download the book. So we just have to sort out another time. And I'm not going to explain beyond that. And I just wanted to shut up and stop whinging, and I didn't want to hear it. Like you know, like you, you can't, there's only there's only so much of the uh, kind of explanation you can give before you just want to be like, oh, just shut
0: up. It's, it's funny, right? Because the next thing on the list is to empathise with your children. So um, <laughs> not a huge amount of that going on.
2: Well, it depends on. Like I said, depends on the situation. With something like that, it's very very difficult to empathise. It's like a five minute drive. <laughs>
0: I know, but five minutes to a kid is is a long time. But, you know, with other things, then, yeah,
2: I do try and explain. I do do empathize. I don't know whether it works better or not, but it kind of, I don't know, it feels like the right sort of thing to do to me anyway, whether it mm. works better or not, I don't know, but it's just just the way I would prefer to to do it. What
0: What about you, Matt? Because Erin, you know, Erin must be kind of um... I guess at her age the same with with ivy as well paul like they probably um well i know we all know ivy's like an evil genius so 100 with ivy but like they must be starting to really have kind of interesting feelings and thoughts about things right And sometimes they'll be you know almost uncannily kind of um on the money but also they must just be nonsense all the time yeah. so like so Matt <laughs> with Aaron, like the same thing is there any moment like do you, do you try Is your default to kind of go through it is a labor laboring process right oh you know you know i know you're upset and you know yeah i completely understand you know this is why blah blah like do you try to do that yes you can
1: Nick's the disciplinarian in, in the relationship and i'm the <laughs> fuck it <laughs> no um i try to emphasize and I tried to, <laughs> that word, tried to emphasize with her a lot. And, you know, no, I'm not, not going to be that shouty parent because my parents were, you know, don't do that. And, you know, I thought, right, no, nope, I'm not having that, I'm talking. And in a perfect world, you know, it's great, you know, we're sharing each other's feelings. But it doesn't always work like that. And I'd say the first time I ever like proper shouted last week the uh, the baby, I came home from, literally just came home from work. The baby was um, just sat on the sofa and the dog does zoomies. And if you don't know what zoomies is listeners, it's when the dog has a mad five minutes and just runs because they got so much energy and excitement and he jumped on the baby. And I don't know how he missed her, but I, gripped him by his scruff and threw him out the back because i was like i'm not having this so the baby was screaming and i mean you would have thought someone was being murdered and while i picked her up to make sure she was all right erin got upset and every time i was trying to talk to nick or anything erin was talking over me and shouting and i just went nuts and just went no i just shouted really loud and erin just went
0: shut up i just went no
1: and she just (laughs) stopped bang just just bang shut up she walked off didn't say a word the whole house was silent and consoled phoebe i got the dog back in i don't know why i talked to the dog why you can't do it i don't know if he understood a single word i said And then I went and consoled Erin I said, Right, this is why Daddy shouted. And then and everything was fine. Yeah. And I was just like, This is literally as I walked through the door. And I was oh, going crazy. Was like,
0: ooh, ooh.
1: <laughs> like that. And uh oh, yeah. But yeah, like, you know, you've got to pick your moments, I think. I think if we if we're constantly telling us, you know, if we're constantly telling our children that, you know, this is why and that is why and stuff like that, I don't think it's, you know, I think they'll they'll use it against us.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it's, yeah, you got to pick your moments.
0: Yeah, I guess that's the thing, right? You've got to. It's about feeling that the, there is always going to be a point where you have to be like, you know what, like you said, Paul. It's like we it can't, we can't, we can't negotiate with terrorists, right? That that's the no. point which it gets to. Yeah. Um, a couple of other things this it mentions in the book, like how to what to do when things get tough, um, to help with morale is so avoid comparisons, encourage and praise good behavior, and and the final thing is do not use food. So one of the things is when when things get tough, do not use food to foster positive feelings, um. Which I think is interesting, but a couple of what I want to talk about. I mean, in is, what more context. Know, is that well? I'll get to that way. Right? So encouraging and praising makes sense, right? So avoiding comparisons. <laughs> so this is like a situation where, like, do do you ever do that, Paul? Maybe you probably do this more because you have older children. Like, do you ever try to with Dylan or Ivy say, "Well, you know, this was like when this happened," um, but I can imagine that would never work because kids haven't. They cannot reflect. They can't compare scenarios rationally, right? Um, but it must be it must be hard not to do that, right?
2: Well, so what, what, like, what do you mean? like compare? Like... So
0: so imagine when um, when Dylan was screaming the other day um, in the car because the audio book, yeah. like trying to say, you know, well, this is like when Ivy did this, right? When Ivy was crying about something yeah. that she really loved um stuff like that uh no no don't don't really do that yeah that's good because it's literally like the whole point he makes is like kids literally the problem with children is they they cannot compare what they're going through like they they their level of empathy um and analysis is just not very good right so they can't understand if someone else is going through something how it can be like what they're going through um and do a not not using food to foster positive feelings. So basically, what it is, is not using food to to blackmail children. That's that's really what it is, right?
1: That's the worst thing I ever did. (laughs) Is now that's,
0: that's what I'm saying. Exactly. Right. So you've done that before. And you wish you hadn't. Oh,
1: God, yes. I was like, I did. And I get in trouble with Nick over it all the time. Because I'm like, right, Aaron, if you eat that, right, you get this or yeah. you on know, just three more mouthfuls and then but now she's she does she's a crafty bugger because she'll do it right dad if i do this and you can senior, yeah. yeah and i'm just thinking what have i done and it's the worst thing i ever did and even tonight she was like oh dad i i, I only eat three more mouthfuls and it's like oh, fuck, no i want you to do all of it that's <laughs> <laughs> the worst thing i ever did because that's, that's what yeah. yeah
0: that's it seems like to me it, it's almost it's too easy right you know like bribe your kids with with ice cream right you do this you'll get ice cream you do. this is one of those things where i read in the book and i was like right i get it i get what he's trying to do because what you don't want is um you, you need you don't want a unhealthy relationship with food that's what it is no one wants that And trust me i know no. i know what i was like when i was younger i had a, to be honest i probably like, pretty much have an unhealthy relationship with food now like I'm an absolute slob, which is why I exercise a lot. Because, because, like I just eat so much food. Um, like yes, literally on Sunday, on on Monday when I was hungover, what I ate, what I ate yesterday, um, in this house was disgusting. The amount of food I ate, like it's so bad. Um, which is why I exercise a lot. But I, I have an unhealthy relationship with food, and I always have done. Um, I can't stop. Right, I, like. If food is there, i got to eat everything. I can be full. Sometimes I can eat myself until I feel sick. Like, literally, it's... Like, genetic, mate. It. It's genetic. Yeah, maybe. maybe I don't know. It's genetic or just, you know, <laughs> poor poor willpower. I don't know. But um, but that's why you want to be careful, right? You don't want to encourage unhealthy relations with food. But on the other hand, if I tell my kid they can have a chalk ice if they do something, it feels like it's just too easy to do. It's like, it's way too easy. I'm going to do it.
2: Yeah it's it's an impossible thing to avoid. It's, I I remember I re- I yeah. read about that when when Dylan was young like don't use that for positive reinforcement especially what we what we would consider treat food like mm. sweets or ice cream or whatever. It specifically said don't do that because then they'll have they'll make that association that yes, that's yes. a treat. Like if you're going to do it try and if you are going to do it try and do it with like fruit or healthier things. Mm. Yeah. Um which I do, but it's, it's, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because it's, it, it's kind of ingrained in in us as well, that that's like a, a, a treat. And, you, yeah. you know, if you do something good, yeah, you can do that. Like you can have, <laughs> have, a, have a bit of cake or whatever. Yeah, if, if so you're it's, healthy it's, all
0: day, you can have a bit of cake or, or, or some biscuits. Yeah, yeah,
2: you know, it's difficult. I did it for myself. I had my my um, job on Sunday. I
0: thought,
2: so you treat I thought, I've had my jab. I'm going to have a pack of chocolate hobnobs now. A whole pack? A whole pack. Go I, on, over, I did spread over two days. I had half yesterday and half today. But, you know.
0: That was, your it was, reward. It was my reward. My reward. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, because I knew I was going to feel like tired and a bit yeah. crappy. So I'm gonna have some chocolate hobnobs. Yeah. So it's, That's what I mean. it's difficult because it's like, I blame our parents. Yes. Yeah, but you all did the same thing. Well, I know. It wasn't my fault.
1: The worst is when you're trying to get them to eat new food. When you're trying to get them to try something different or try something new. And you're thinking, right, how am I going to get them to eat this? And because kids eat with their eyes, I don't care who you are. Kids eat with their eyes. Yeah, definitely. And I I remember what it was. If something really, like, I'd look at it and go, what the fucking... And um, but like, it's like, oh, you know, Eric, this is really nice, and uh, or like, if you eat all of that, I'll give you a milkshake, or you can have this, or you can have that, or and it's it is a tough one because you got to think, if you're the kids how are you gonna, how are you gonna, like, oh, that's, this, you know, this big, is yeah,
0: it's a great, a good way trying to do is like, like, you know, that you want to get your kids to eat something health to try something healthy, right? Because you know kids don't like trying things or whatever right so you you incentivize them to try to do the thing they might not want to do with the thing you know they like to do or eat right and that's why for me i feel like that's one of those things where obviously in in theory in a book it make it, you're not going to say yeah you know give them ice cream whenever they do something nice or anything good but it's just too easy to give them fucking some sweets if they behaved or it's like when you know when you're shopping and your kids screaming you say like b a even a and I'll get you some Haribo, right? And and stuff like that, or some sweets. It's just too easy to do. It's too effective.
1: Well, what, what I want? eat is when, and I've seen other people do it in supermarkets especially, and I've had it done to me when I worked in a shop, and there's a kid playing up, and the parent will go, oh, mm-hmm. if you if you carry on, the van over there is going to shout at you. And I'm like, no, I'm fucking not. <laughs> you know, or, or that
0: watching you. yeah, that
1: policeman, you know, get a policeman on you. And it's like, that's not you that's not. Getting people involved. Like no, and it's like mm. that's that's the worst incentive ever. Because I would just be like, I couldn't give a shit love. <laughs> you know, I work here. <laughs> you can do what the fuck you want. But yeah, that's the worst one I found. people always used to do that to me when I
2: worked in the when I worked in a worked in a shop.
0: Man oh, the man! "The man!" I was like, "The man." Yeah, I'm a man. <laughs> <laughs> this funny the first time someone says it when you're like 17. I know you make me feel old. Job, you feel, no, you feel good. You're like, "Yeah, I'm a man." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you look at a kid. You're like, "Man, I'm, I'm not taking that." That kid. Might take, take. I, I went. I worked in a DIY store in Ely, man. Some of the kids, rough as, <laughs> rough as fuck. Running on
1: with Uzis. Yeah. The man's yeah. gonna shout at you,
0: and you're like, "Um, just get down from here, please." so last thing is things things people can do to help with especially even now right when, when the kids are older but especially when you've got new when you've, you know people that have newborns so first things first is you can bring food right and again this is something i wish i knew more of like the amount of times i've seen especially you paul like with dylan a of times I used to come over and i didn't ask anything i didn't see if you wanted anything or any help or anything i just rocked up and you know that A cup of tea and a biscuit, right? Um, so I think br- bringing food or asking, you know, you know, do you want me to grab some food on the way there? Um, bringing supplies as well. So asking, you know, if you've got little things like, you know, if you've got toilet roll, t- little little things which you might forget as a parent, which you're running low on, um, uh, which someone coming to your house could, could easily just pop into the shop and pick up. Um, maybe to an extent and obviously it depends how close you are to people but i think this is something my family can do It's like doing like little things around the house like whether it's pegging washing out whether it's doing the ironing um or putting a load like a, a load on or something like whatever whatever you can do and, if, and the final thing which is a, a potential big thing um is watch the baby right we've talked about this like even if you're there and you say oh you know i'll watch the baby for an hour you just you I don't know, rest or have a kip or whatever um I think for me, I thought hundred percent are things which I could definitely imagine as a if you're if you've got a newborn and your your friend is popping over and, or your family were popping over and they suggested any of these things, I definitely will help will help you and help lift the stress off, which is you know, keeping an environment that isn't too stressful and when everyone is is Know he's in fucking losing the plot is is half half the battle to having like a happy environment for everyone you your partner and your kids taking a shit on your own without <laughs> uh, without like an audience. That's what I'll do you, Matt? Matt, if I'm ever at your house now, be like, like, oh man, mate, give me, give me Phoebe and you can take a shit on your own, mate. That's what I'm gonna do for you. I was in, the, I
1: had a shower earlier when I got on from work, right? And by the time I was washing my body. I had the cat, the dog and Erin in the bathroom. And I was just like, just give me five minutes. I locked the door. How did you unlock it? And she finds that if she puts a two pence piece in the lock and turns it <laughs> but like, I've got the dog trying to lick the water in the shower. I got the cat behind me and Erin's just asking me a million and one questions. And it's just like, oh man, I'm going to have to wedge the door. Annoyed, isn't it? going just have to wedge the door or, you know, Oh, get involved like erin passed me the toilet paper come on you know that he needs to wipe or just be as gross as possible that's the one way i found out or sing senior erin it's proper <laughs> chunky <laughs> it's frustrating isn't it because I, I i get the same
2: same thing like even the, like this morning i uh, cats start to work early so i was getting the kids ready for school I made them their breakfast they were sat down eating breakfast, all kind of like dressed, ready for school. I was like, I'm just gonna go upstairs and have a shower. I'll be down in five minutes. And within two minutes, again in the shower, they're both upstairs in the bathroom talking to me. I'm like, well, why? <laughs> just, not <laughs>
0: work. Like, what's going on?
2: I haven't, like, we haven't got a lock on our bathroom door. We're gonna need to get yeah, one. Right. That's easily fixed.
0: Like you get, a, get a bolt or something. You literally work in a builder's merchant. I know, <laughs> but I know how shitty those bolts are. What's she going to do? Kick the door through? What are she you know? would. She
1: would. They're very determined to interrupt you. <laughs> <laughs> like you're doing something without them, and it's like, oh, just let just let me wash my ass, right? And I'll be gone. I'll be done. And now, like normally, you'd, you'd like before kids, I'd have a nice, relaxing 20-minute poop. I'd read, maybe, maybe if at the time have the a radio c-
0: times, yeah, have a have, a,
1: a, have a have a cigarette, or pick up the bathroom scales and see how much I could press, like oh three stone a day, or you know, if you ever had a shit and weigh yourself, add a shit and see if you've lost any weight. No, oh, oh, yeah, I have. I <laughs> And uh, yeah, and now it's just like, I've never pooed so quick in my life. I have the quickest shower. You know, and it's just like, get it out of me <laughs> quick.
0: So just just to wrap up, um, because like, we joke, we joke a lot. But obviously, you know, this is a lot, a lot of this is to do with mental health and keeping a happy home and staying positive and do whatever you can to, to keep um, kind of uh, morale high. Um, But if things are getting pretty tough, there's some really good um, uh, resources that are suggested in this book, So I'm going to name them all. So the first one is um, NCT. Don't know what it is, right? So www.nct.org.uk. You've got the Baby Center, www.babycenter.co.uk. You've got NHS Choices, just on uh, www.nhs.co.uk. Then Commando Dad as well. So this Commando Dad has his own website, which you can go on. it's www.commandodad.com. And we also, email him. Well, no, there's loads of reasons you could email him. Yeah, you can. They've got a contact, like a contact thing. But it's this: the, the, the website has a forum which has loads of dads on there. Um, there's also so Mumsnet has a dads net, like a, oh, a Mums, section.
1: Mumsnet is the devil.
0: <laughs> and also, um, me. just from my own experience, talking to friends and family, particularly friends like you who have kids and also uh, like reddit as well like uh, pre-dad it and dad it um subreddits on reddit a really great community super positive with dads can ask questions and stuff um i think can can be helpful but yeah like honestly talking about it um with friends and family and people that have been through it through it can help um whatsapp groups whatsapp groups yeah I'm picking up it. the fucking phone picking up the phone yeah like we've had. Just we've had a few, you know, there's been a few moments over the last 12 months um, where many people I know have gone through through tough times. Um, and when it's been really tough, you know, either a friend has picked up the phone and called me or I picked up the phone and, and called them. Um, but w- w- whatever works, right? WhatsApp or or pick up the phone um talking about things is, is super important. Um,
1: I mean, if you've got a so- network of, of, of people, I think... You know, it's not so much it's easier, but I think it's definitely better.
0: Oh, I swear to God, guys, like I am in five weeks, summer, I have a child and I am way like my mental state of where I am right now is like if we weren't doing this, I'd probably be I, I wouldn't have a fucking clue what's going on. I'd be, I'd be way more anxious about the whole thing. Um, i would probably be less <laughs> anxious than I should be, you know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like it's it's really helped me um, and you know, fuck knows what we're going to do when the baby's here, like f- finding time to do this stuff and whatever. Right. But, you know, talking to you two when when she's here um, and, and friends and family is, is definitely something that that's going to help. Um, is there anything else you guys have experienced before we wrap up, which helps like improve the mood of your kids or your or yourself or your or your wife, which we haven't gone over?
2: Um, I don't think so. I, I guess the, the the one of them that uh, is uh imp- is, is more for when the kids are a bit older. Kind of like my, my stage now is just sleep.
0: Or <laughs> well, sleep for you or the kids?
2: Everyone sleep Everywhere. for everyone. Sleep for everyone. That's the for, d- definitely for the kids. That's the biggest thing that affects their mood is if they've had a bad night's sleep. Yeah, do you know the next night, the next day is gonna be hell?
0: It's funny, it's a funny one, right? Like, how do you maybe we should we should probably um talk about like because obviously, Paul, you know, we've covered a lot of ground, but going over like uh, the stuff that all the kids are going through, um, is, is also obviously something else we can talk about, but yeah, it's amazing to think about how you how you help your kids sleep enough because. It's a tough one, right? Because how do you get kids to sleep when they don't want to sleep?
1: Drugs. Cause,
0: cause, <laughs> cause the problem is you want them to get sleep because it's gonna make their life better, but then you know Ritalin. maybe it's a routine. Yeah. Avoid <laughs> drugs as much as possible. But um yeah, like I just remember when I was younger, like my pa- my my parents would take me to bed at eight o'clock and they'd be fuming if I was like watching T V or something. But you can't, you know, I would I would not be asleep, right? Whether that's just thinking of stupid shit, or playing with my toys or, or something like that. Like, I would never go to sleep when my parents told me to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. So that's a tough one.
2: Yeah, no, it's tough. And like, I gen- gen- generally don't mind if Dylan is not asleep when I would like him to be as long as he's just in the bedroom area. Yeah, as long as he's as long as he's not, not in my space, I don't care. <laughs> I can't. As long, as basically, if if he doesn't have, if he's not on some kind of screen or device, and he's not where I am, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm pretty laid back about it.
0: That's a win. Fair enough. Look, that's look. You've got to have these 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 small wins, right? You know, <laughs> you pick your battles. Not fair enough. Fair enough. Um, all right, guys. We can. That's that's everything. Um, to go over morale and keeping up uh keeping up the, the, the happy vibes which, i think um, i think i'm gonna really need to,
1: the whole so long in the future i think the whole thing has taught me right no matter how what happens just be nice just be nice yeah, to people
0: yeah yeah
1: because it's, this thing has taught me right is people are fucking cunts
0: right <laughs> just be nice
1: just yeah. be nice
0: be kind. I think if you're if you're kind to your kids, I think that's probably half the battle, right? Because if a kid gets brought up and they've just got kind parents and they turn out to be evil, then every now and then you just get an Ivy, right, Paul? It just happens. <laughs> I,
1: I I have just always been under the impression of killing them with kill them with kindness because they can't do anything.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Right. If you,
1: if you genuinely set out to, to be a horrible, horrible to someone and it makes you feel good. You're a piece of shit human being. And just not gonna beat you around the bush. If you're genuinely just going out of your way to make that person feel like shit or horrible, then you your prerogative's fucked up.
0: Yeah, you wanna like your kids. You know? You wanna actually You wanna like you people. Actually... I wanna like people yeah, yeah, yeah. and then there's certain things that go,
1: ah oh, mate, what's wrong with you? Why why are you wearing tracky bottoms well?
0: <laughs> okay right well that's it then boys that's everything oh, five, weeks right. away, five, five weeks, weeks away lads five weeks you'll be
1: fine you'll be, you be fine you're the most prepared man i've ever met in my entire life who's having a child went to, look i went at to and,
0: and pappas for the first time look at me and paul ah you're, you're doing yourself a, a disservice you're doing all right doing great all right. great wives well I not know <laughs> uh, nah, yeah I don't know so what you swearing i being nice to you I bought you flowers yes. today what have you done wrong what did you do wrong to buy flowers you can't hear me anyway alright night, both love you yeah right. speak to you soon you. bye enjoy work all week while I'm off uh, enjoying Tembi so
1: just for that you're going to have a delayed <laughs> delivery tomorrow thank you Stephen alright as always have a good uh, night take care well, I'll see you later. But, uh, bye bye bye